Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is your host, Pastor James Doggett Jr. How y'all doing tonight? I hope you guys are ready to worship God and that you are positioned to receive of the Lord this evening. Are y'all ready to lift up the name of Jesus? If you're ready to lift up the name of Jesus, you're ready to hoist him high tonight. Then I'm going to invite you right now to come on in, press that heart button, press that share button. We want to make sure that everyone knows that something great is happening here at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. Again, I appreciate you for tuning in tonight. We've reached the end of another work week, y'all. Thank God for the Sabbath. Is anybody grateful for the Sabbath and for the sacred time, this sacred space, the sacred sanctuary in our week? I'm sure that all of y'all are going to be able to, during this sacred space, draw near unto God. God wants to spend some quality time with you, y'all. And tonight, I'm glad that you're starting off your Sabbath. You're entering to that sacred space with us here at the Quarantine Moving Forward Revival. I'm going to invite you right now as you're making yourself comfortable to go ahead and press that share button so that everyone knows that this is taking place. This is ha- this stream is live and we want you to press that button. Press that share button right now. I need you guys to know that tonight I did not come here by myself. No, I came here, y'all, with a mighty man of faith, with a mighty man of God, with a preacher of the gospel. And tonight, I just want to encourage you guys to go ahead and wherever you are, let's welcome our friend, our pastor, the mighty man of God from Bermuda. We got (laughs) Hendrickson. What's going on, sir? Yeah, yeah. What's going on, man? Hey, I'm so glad to be here tonight, man. It's been such an amazing three weeks. I don't know how many of y'all have been here with us during the QR challenge. I know I ain't heard a lot about y'all talking about that, but there have been many of us who have. So I hope that there have been a bunch of people who have ran this race three weeks. And y'all believe it when we three first weeks. started this thing. Did we think that it would be this whole three weeks would go by this fast? Wow. But had. We're here at the end. And y'all, JD, man, I want to join with everybody who has praised God, how he's worked through you, giving you this vision, how it's come to fruition. And I don't know, man, if, if I know when you talked to me about this almost four or five weeks ago, I never imagined it go down like this. But here it is, man. man. And I am praising God for what he has done. It has been, you know, I don't even say this lightly. It has really been bananas what is going on on these three weeks, um, yeah. not just online, but I'm sure everybody has their own testimonies about how God has moved. So, man, I've appreciated it. Hey, well, I thank you so much for joining us, man. You did not have to sacrifice your time. You did not have to come through and rip like you did and drop that powerful word. So literally, I want to just celebrate you. I want to celebrate all of you pastors as well who jumped in here, all of you singers, all of you artists. If you guys are appreciative for everybody who has come through and blessed us with the word, not just through a sermonic moment, but even through song. If you're grateful, go ahead and press that heart button. Go ahead and just celebrate all of those who God has used during these three weeks. I can't believe we are here. We have one more night after this, ma'am. One more night. And tonight, I'm glad because we have a powerful preacher who's come and he's going to 
take us to the throne. He's going to take us higher. We even have a group, y'all. Oh, Lord, here we go. Steven Manders and Decree. Let me go ahead and just celebrate you guys, man. You, you all are amazing. And I'm curious to know, does anybody know where he's from? Where is Mr. Manders from? Because I know that there's some folk from this place, wherever he hails. Let me go ahead and put Pastor D back up here. Yeah, wherever he comes from. I know that y'all been just tearing it up. Oh, quarantine revival long. He comes, man, from Bermuda. Bermuda. And his, oh, here we go. We got, oh, is that Mr. Manders himself? Let me see if Mr. Oh, there he is. He's got the praying yes, hands. We appreciate you for coming through and for blessing us. I see all these Bermudian flags, man. Let me move on because y'all yeah. just over here putting flags up and, and man, yeah, I'm I'm good on that. Let's just let's just move on because I again appreciate all of you guys for coming through. Tell me where are you tuning in from? Where are you tuning in from? I think I saw some people from Deerfield Beach, my church, right here in Deerfield Beach. Okay, we got Durham, North Carolina in the building. Of course, here we go. Let me put this yeah, yeah, up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got go. Bermuda in the building. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness, my father came through and said, My home away from home. I'm yeah, gonna take this yeah. down. I can't no. We we got too much, we got so much Bermuda love. <laughs> oh my goodness, y'all are coming through tonight. We anyway, okay. I think I see somebody from Arkansas, Hot Springs, uh -huh. Arkansas. We appreciate you guys, man. Oh, we got Chicago in the house. Thank you so uh -huh. much for coming through. From Chicago, we got Boston in the house. Thank Me you for down. coming through. From ba Oh, is that a Jamaican flag right there? Okay, Lord, right. help us. We got the Islanders. Oh, Deerfield Beach. That's my church, y'all. We got Milwaukee okay. here in the virtual building. Who else do we have? We got California. Hey, 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 hey. amazing West Coast. What about, oh, Greensboro, North Carolina. North Carolina. Here, I thank you guys so much for tuning in. From all, oh, look at this, y'all. We got somebody from Barbados. Okay. Yeah, we got Tampa in the building. We got New Jersey in the virtual building. You guys are amazing. And I just celebrate y'all for coming through because you guys have been blessing us every night with your presence. And it means the world that you guys have been showing up just like this. Let me go ahead and invite you, Pastor Damon Hendrickson, to share some good news with the people. Because here it is, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. We we have reason to celebrate tonight. And I think Pastor Hendricks is going to let us know. What are we celebrating? Listen, we have great reason to celebrate. One of the things that we wanted to make sure about y'all that we were doing during this quarantine revival, we weren't just giving you spiritual word. But JD was really from the very beginning said we want to make sure that we fit, that we are able to bless families. And so I want y'all to know that through your willingness to give, we have been able to bless families to the tune of $5,105. And this has ranged come from on, families man. from all the way in Jamaica. Come on, shout out all y'all in Jamaica. Yes. flags up, And then all over the United States, Florida, Virginia, Michigan, Houston, all over the place. And yes, even in Cali, your willingness to give has helped this become more than just a preaching moment, but it's helped it become a movement that has blessed people all across the world. And man, tonight, we just want to celebrate you. We want to say thank you to you. And we want to say thank you for allowing God to move your heart in such a mighty way that you were willing to give and you gave liberally, man. And so listen, if you believe that God was in this thing, not just in the preach word, but also in the giving, I want you to press that heart button right now. 
Press it right now. Let yes. everybody know that you yes. love what God has done through this movement, the quarantine revival, moving forward movement, not just with the preach word, but also with the ability to give and bless families tangibly in a very difficult time. So we celebrate you. We clap our hands with you. And yes. y'all going to hit that like button. Y'all going to click that heart button right now. Click it. Click it. Let everyone know, man, that you believe in this thing. But guess what, J.D.? What's up? What's up? What you got? We still have opportunities to give. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We still okay. have opportunities to give. We do. We do. We have some opportunities. There are at least two ways that you can give. Okay. So maybe, I don't know if you want to put that stuff on the screen right now. Let's so that the pull it up. Let's pull it up. There it is. The cash app right there. Money sign, the quarantine revival. That's one way you can give. But of course, there are people saying, man, I, I can't do cash app. How? Well, here it is. PayPal, the quarantine revival at gmail.com. Listen, we have all the bases covered. There is no excuse. If you would like to give, man, the only thing that's stopping you is either a cash app download or you getting on PayPal, you can still help out. There are still families in need. There are still opportunities to give. And we want you to know that this is going to continue to be our mantra and our mandate to help families, help people in need. And you can do that during this time, especially during this time of unprecedented need all across the world. You can be a blessing to someone else by by being a part of the uh, being a part of the quarantine revival movement through Cash App or PayPal. So God bless you in advance. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that encouraging word. We need to give y'all and give. You all have already been so faithful, generous during this three-week revival. And can I encourage you guys again, just celebrate with us the fact that God used you to give away to people who were in need over $5,000 in less than three weeks. And again, we celebrate all of you who were able to give. Can I tell you something, Pastor Hendrickson? Yeah, because man. Last night, last night, after the preached word, I believe it was last night, where I gave a charge, a challenge. I said, y'all, I believe that we can go ahead and bless people. You know, we, we blessed seven families. I said, let's go ahead and bless Four more families. I think we can mm -hmm. bless four more families before we end this revival on Saturday night. Can I tell y'all what has happened? Let me tell you what's happened. Since you all heard that plea, that charge, mm -hmm. that encouragement that we can do it, we can bless four families. You all sent over a thousand dollars, and I need you to let me. Oh my! Let me just celebrate with you guys because this is what you did just today. Because wow. of your faithfulness, just today, we were able to send $500 to a Houston family. We were able to send another $500 to a single mother in wow. Texas. And then we were able to send $400 to a family in North Carolina who are in financial wow. need. You guys, wow. man, y'all respond. You show up. And I can tell that God has been moving on your heart because last night after that preached word, man, you guys gave and you gave and you gave and you gave. And we say thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being so generous with your gift. Let me throw this up here one more time for you. If it is your desire to give, you can go over to Cash App and let's do let's do three more families. By tomorrow night, let's bless three more families. Use the Cash App, the, the money side of the quarantine revival, and then go over to PayPal if you need to use that avenue. And then send your money by using the quarantine revival at gmail.com. And I am fully convinced that I know, I believe, I believe yeah. that by tomorrow night we can bless at least three more families with at least $500 each. And I know God is going to use you mightily. So thank you. We celebrate you in advance. You guys 
are amazing. Can I stop here and just celebrate one person real quick who has been super instrumental? Let me go ahead and a there was a woman who God blessed us as a quarantine revival team with. Her name is none other than Daniela Jean. And let me tell y'all something about her. She was so excited when she found out about this quarantine revival that she jumped right on it, was asking, what can I do? How can I assist? How can I be uh, used by God during this time? And she has been the one who has been running our Facebook stream. She's the one who has been on it. She's been coming up with these hashtags, QR Mystery Night, the QR Challenge. She gave birth to so many amazing things as a result, as it relates to this successful revival. And I need you guys to know who she is. And I need you guys to show some love to Daniela. I'm about to throw up her picture here because you guys need to. I want to celebrate what she's doing in being an inspiration, y'all, not just here at the Quarantine Revival, but she's being an inspiration all around the world. And I want you guys to go and show some love. She wrote a book. It's called Live Your Worth. And I want you to go to Amazon.com and I want you to purchase that book. I want you to go and support and, and show your love for her because she has sacrificed so much every single night she's been with us and she's been behind the scenes doing her thing. And I got to celebrate her. I got to say thank you to Daniela because she came through in the clutch. Again, you can go and find her uh, information over at www.dannyempowers.com. You should see that website right here on your screen and then go over to amazon.com and get her book. Live Your Worth by Daniela. She is amazing. You will be blessed. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Y'all, let's celebrate her real quick. Let's go ahead and clap our hands. Let's just say thank you. Thank you, Daniela, for coming through. We love you and we appreciate you. We truly, truly do. At this present time, y'all, we're about to go to God in prayer. But before we do that, I want to share with you guys a video because there's a man who was so inspired by this quarantine revival. He's been tuning in and he did what we asked y'all to do. If you have a testimony, send it in. Guess what? He did it. And I want to show you guys this, this video right here. So go ahead and tune in and let's hear from my friend all the way from California, Paul. Hey everyone, my name is Paul Stevenson and I'm from Castro Valley. And I just wanted to let you know how the quarantine revival has impacted me. And I think at the very beginning, I had a list of pastors that I wanted to check out. Of course, I wanted to check out James Doggett Sr. I wanted to check out uh, the Dr. Rupert Bushner, and I wanted to check out my boy Melvin Warfield. But everyone has has had something to say. Everyone has has had an effect on this whole revival, and the singing has been on point and and everything. But I, I'm gonna let you guys in on something that you may not be ready for, and that is that. Jesus is moving in these comments. And as you begin to look at the comments, check out the comments as, as you watch uh, tonight and see how people are 
pulling aside and they're praying for people uh, inside the comments. They're not just saying amen and they're not just saying the call and response. People are actually saying, listen, man, they're putting their prayer requests out there and they are and people are taking those prayer requests and they are praying upon those things. I know that me and my wife have been praying uh, on a few things that we've seen inside the comments. And so that's where it begins to become very impactful, uh, to use a word by Donald Trump bigly. Uh, how has the quarantine revival impacted me? Very bigly. I just wanted to say thank you, JB, for uh, this vision that you've had, uh, that, you've, that you've put into to play. I want you to be blessed by the best, man. I really do. And I want to just say that you guys will see me again tonight in the comments doing my thing. I'll be praying for people. I'll be shouting hallelujah. I'll be saying giving glory <laughs> and everything. I just want to thank you. All right. You guys stay blessed. Holla. Thank you so very much for sharing with us, Paul. Your testimony means so much to us and it has inspired us. And I celebrate you for coming through and accepting that QR challenge. You have been with us, man, consistently in those comments. And we say thank you so much for coming through. Now, let me bring Pastor Damon Hendrickson back in here because I need the people to know, Pastor, that we do have a preacher in the house. Oh, yes. Yes, we have a preacher in the house. But before we we get to this preached word. We also have some singers in the house. And oh, yes. About Stephen and Decree coming through to bless us. But I need y'all to know a little bit about our preacher. And I need you guys to tune your, your ear right here to what's being said, because this powerful man of God has done so much for the community and he's done so much for his churches. And I want you guys to know that tonight we have none other than doctor. You got to call him doctor now. Doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Dr. Jamie Kalasar. And I want you guys to know that he began his ministry at Temple City as the youth and young adult pastor in 2003 and was officially called to serve as senior pastor in 2016. Can I let you guys know, oh, here it is, that his ministry, this minister is a native Oh, yeah. New York City. What's yeah, 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 Let me yeah, bring yeah. him in one time because he's getting excited about that New York part. He's from New York, y'all. And this man, he's he's gifted in so many different areas. Obviously, he's a powerful order. He's somebody who can rightly divide the word of truth, and he speaks with power and relevancy. Mm -hmm. But more than that, he's he's a father. He's a husband. He's a man of God. He's a friend. And I want you guys to know that he also is the founder, hear this, please, of the nonprofit Raise Your Voice. Let me tell you all about Raise Your Voice. It is a nonprofit organization that seeks to create opportunities for individuals to speak up and out about issues of social justice and inequality. Many of you guys are in this place now where we are hurting because of the murder of Ahmad Arbery. And tonight, y'all, we have somebody who is not just one who talks about it. He does not just post, you know, a picture on social media. No, this man has created an organization that is effecting change in the community in which he has been divinely placed. And we're grateful for his innovation. We're grateful for his willingness to launch this. And I'm going to say it again, just so that you guys can know this nonprofit is entitled Raise Your Voice. You can find him on Facebook. You can find him on YouTube and you can follow him and know that he's going to provide great content and great guidance 
as we seek to try to make it through this crazy time of chaos. Again, tonight, y'all, I'm going to bring him in just so he can smile at y'all one time. We have Dr. Jamie Callisar. Doc, thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate you for being here on this Friday night. Man's muted. Uh-oh, we got to unmute his mic now. <laughs> Your mic is my bad, on. my bad. Can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, I'm so happy to be here. You know, I started an anonymous email campaign saying you got to have Jamie Collisar on the quarantine revival. And man, I'm glad it worked. <laughs> I'm, glad I'm, glad you I'm super happy to be here. And, I, you know, the preaching, the, the, the revival has been amazing. I celebrate uh, your ingenuity and for doing this and i'm just glad to be here man i'm doing my part and try come to through. try to come hey, through we're ready man we're ready we're ready uh pastor hendrickson are you ready to receive this word oh i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready and, and, and let me just say in a moment of seriousness i think given everything that's going on right now um it was divinely orchestrated for dr Kalasar to be the preacher for tonight because Absolutely. if there is someone who would be able to bridge the relevancy of everything that's going on, um, it would be uh, Dr. Kalasar. So I celebrate my friend. We went to seminary together. So I'm looking forward to what he has to say tonight. Absolutely, man. God is going to use him for such a time as this. Before we get a chance to hear this mighty word of God that will be preached by none other than Dr. Jamie Kalasar, we're going to be blessed at this time with none other than Stephen and decree. We're looking forward to hearing this powerful word, Doc. But at this time, we want you guys to tune your ear in as we are blessed by this amazing ministry, Stephen Manders and decree. We've come to give him glory. We've come to give him honor. This song just says, God, we bless your name. We come to give you adoration. Hallelujah. It's a very simple song. It just says, be all glory. Honor. It says now and ever. We bless your name. It says be all glory. All of you know. It says now and ever. We bless your name. And we will pray. Says Jehovah reigns. We lift your name in Adam. It says glory to his name. As we bless your name. Says God Almighty reign. God 
the whole song says, Be all glory. Now and ever. God, we bless you.
One more time. Glory to His name. Come on, you sing it from where you are. It says, Be blessed, your name. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, we are about to hear a message from none other than Dr. Jamie Kalasar. Before we allow Dr. Kalasar to come in and deliver this word, I need to encourage you right now, ladies and gentlemen, please help us share this stream. Don't let those with whom you are connected miss out on this word. I want you to pause before this man of God preaches tonight. Press that share button right now so that somebody who needs this word can receive it. Dr. Kalasar, Again, we say thank you for coming. The floor is now yours. Praise the Lord. Thank you for having me. Uh, once again, Pastor James Doggett, you are a gift to the body of Christ. And once again, celebrate your genius um, in doing this quarantine revival that I know has blessed so many people. Shout out to my boy, Pastor Damon Hedrickson, who is also a gift to the body of Christ. And just love the work that each of you are doing in your vineyard. And to all the people that are watching via Facebook, all the web worshipers, Digi Disciples, uh, we celebrate you. I, I applaud you for taking time out um, to, to view this so that you can be encouraged in the word of the Lord. I'm not going to take a lot of time and I'm going to jump right into uh, the, the scriptures. And I would love it if we can take our Bibles and go to the book of Exodus, chapter two, verses 23 to 25. Exodus, chapter two, verses 23 to 25. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And the word of God says, years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. With your prayers this evening, I simply want to entitle our discussion, Makes Me Want to Holler, Makes Me Want to Holler. Pray with me, Father. We thank you so much for the advent of social media and technology. Now, Lord, as I preach, I pray that you may be with the internet, be with the fibers, be with all of the things that need to make this work and that you would take full control. But most of all, Lord, please be with me. I invite you into my heart, into my mind. It may not be my words, but your words. Bless those that are listening. We ask to see your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. For years, the church has been a bedrock for many people, regardless of color, age or ethnicity. Throughout the ages of time, the church has been the one constant in our lives. In spite of what is happening or what is not happening, the church still remains to be here. The church has been triumphant during the dark ages, during the Middle Ages, during slavery, during Jim Crow terrorism and even during these turbulent times. 
Regardless if you are a person of faith or not, you can count on the church just being a stone's throw away from where you are located. Whether it is a church that preaches a prosperity gospel or a prophetic gospel, you will find that our country is decorated with churches on every corner. Rich communities and even in the hood, there is a church. But one of the things that you will discover is that you will find that majority of black and brown churches are residing in the midst of poverty, pain, and problems. The other day I was on a flight from Dallas to Atlanta. And while I was in the air, the pilot informed all the passengers that unfortunately we cannot land right now and that the air traffic control has us in a holding pattern. You ask, what is a holding pattern? It is the flight path maintained by aircraft awaiting permission to land. And so all we were doing was going around in circles and circles and circles. And it's safe to say that in our United States of anxiety, we are in a holding pattern. Doesn't this week feel like we've been here before? As we turned on our devices to witness another heinous act of disgrace towards God's creation. The death of Ahmaud Arbery is not a blip in our country. This is America's pastime. The hunting and murdering of black bodies is embedded in this country's DNA. It is a shameful reminder that black bodies have no value in this country. And the mere fact that these men were at home for four months tells us that our courts, justice system, and police aren't and police system are not broken. It is working exactly the way it intended to, to protect the people that it was written by and for, and we understand that we were never part of that conversation. It is this holding pattern that we find ourselves going in circles and circles. Emmett Till, Oscar Grant, Trayvon Martin, Freddie Gray, Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Rakia Boyd, Alton Sterling, Talando Castile. If I named all the names, we would be here forever. And every time there is a shooting, we do the same thing. We say our thoughts and our prayers are with the families of the victims until we move on to the next scandal or problem. We have arrived to the place where we are more emotionally attached to our devices than we are to humanity. And God forbid if we leave our devices home, we would be weeping and gnashing our teeth because our society has numbed us to the pain that is caused by humanity. And even in the community that our churches are placed, we are fine with driving through poverty and from communities that look like third world conditions. It is a shame that a person's life expectancy is contingent upon their zip code, that your zip code can determine how far you will go in life, what school you will go to, what kind of education you'll receive, what hospital you get driven to, what kind of supermarket you have to shop at, what kind of products you can buy. There are communities in our country that look like third world countries that are filled with black and brown bodies. Or perhaps this isn't just what's happening outside of you, but you can have a holding pattern that is causing things to not to change inside of you. That conditions and circumstances have you just trying to figure out how to do this thing called life. My favorite preacher and mentor, Dr. Frederick Haynes, tells a story about a little boy who asked his daddy for a globe. When the father bought a globe for him, it turns out that the globe was a jigsaw puzzle. When the boy opened up the box expecting to have a globe in his hand, instead he had the pieces of the world that had fallen down to the ground. And I'm preaching to somebody in here this evening whose world has fallen all apart. 
have the pieces of your world falling through your hands and you're just trying to have a hard time coping with the broken pieces because if you're honest with yourself, you're just trying to figure out how to put back the pieces of your marriage together, the pieces of your life back together, the pieces of your family back together, the pieces of your mental peace back together. And that's why I got to give a shout out to my boy Marvin. Marvin puts it like this. Some of y'all from the old school know that I borrowed my title from him. Rockets, moonshots, spend it on the have-nots. Money, we make it. Before we see it, you take it. Makes me want to holler the way they do my life. Is there anybody out there who is hollering the way they do my life? Well, maybe some of y'all ain't old school and y'all don't remember Marvin Gaye, but there was another poetic scholar and genius who took about talked about the hood horrors with revolution rhetoric and his name is Grandmaster Flash. Do I have any witnesses out there? Grandmaster poetically told us, don't push me because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to lose my head. <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. Is there anybody out there that every now and then you wonder how you keep from going yeah. So I'm going to preach this thing the way I know to because the holding pattern in our find ourselves in our lives and our lives is because the church, check this out, has forgotten the language of lament. Uh, we don't know how to weep for ourselves and for others. We know how to praise. We know how to shout. Man, we even know how to gossip. But when it comes to crying out, it is a dialect and expression that is often ignored or left to be done in isolation because we have been taught that our tears are signs of weakness and inferiority. But what if I told you that there is power in your groans? What if I told you that when you weep, there is a strength that comes from above that will lift you up of any situation and change it for you. Because what we must understand is that lament is the language of God. Lament in the Bible is a liturgical response to the reality of suffering and engages God in the context of pain and trouble. Because this is the hope of lament. The hope of lamenting is that God would respond to human suffering that is wholeheartedly communicated through our weeping and our groaning. I'm gonna preach this thing. The text says that the Bible says that years passed and the king of Egypt died. The Bible tells us that there's a new leader occupying the office. Now I'm sure that this new ruler was aware of the previous administration and it was probably this new ruler's agenda to reverse all the policies that had already been implemented. Come on, come on, come on. got into power, perhaps he colluded with the Medes and Persians to get some dirt on his opponent, some quid pro quo. Maybe he told them, I won't release my horses and chariots to, to, to help you in your army. Or perhaps he said, perhaps he was holding rallies to ignite his base about what Egypt used to do and how to make Egypt great again. I'm pretty sure he didn't win the popular vote, but maybe he got through the electoral college because at the end of the day, he's a ruler in charge. But y'all, you got to understand this, that whenever you elect a clown, you're going to get a circus. And that's what we're having right now, a circus in our society. But the rest of the text says this, but the Israelites continue to groan under the burden of their slavery. They cried out for help. And their help rose up to God and God heard their groaning. Somebody ought to shout right there. The author inserts a conjunction in the text 
as to say that even though there's a new leader who favors the half gods, God has not forgotten for us. It suggests to us that there is an environment, policies, and economy that is functioning well for a few, but for the Israelites, it is not so. This just in the Egyptian times released the unemployment numbers, and it turns out that for the Israelites, 16% of them are unemployed, and the 84% are essential workers putting themselves at risk of disease and disease and damnation. That's what the Egyptian times said the unemployment rates came out. They are crying and groaning. But the text says, but the Israelites continue to groan under their burden of slavery. Situation ain't getting better. It's turning for the worse. It is at the point where they can't find no resolution for their situation. It is a point where they cannot fight no more. They are tired. They are worn out. They are victims of waiting and watching as their enemies prosper and they continue to be rejected. I mean, have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like every time you take one step forward that it feels like you taking two steps backwards? Ever felt like you can't catch a break? Because the text says that they cried out for help and their cry went up to God and God heard their groaning. Number one, when you cry out to God, it captures his attention. The text says that he heard their groaning. He heard their holler. And I love that. Then that should have uh, jolted you in your seat and you probably should have flipped your computer over because check this out. When you're in a bad situation and there's nothing you can do, Ain't it good to know that the only person who can change your situation is listening to your cries? You see, the bad thing is that obviously there were other people who heard their groan, their groans, but they did nothing. That's why you got to be careful about who you crying to. You got to be careful about who you complaining to. You got to cry out to the person, to the God who can only fix your problems. I'm talking about the God who could part some waters, the God who created sun, moon, and stars, the God who cooled the fiery furnace, the God that put lions on a fast, the God who heard their lament and heard their cry. Mm, this thing is getting good. The text says that God heard. And I looked up that word heard. And because I know y'all edumacated, Pastor Doggett, you got edumacated members. And Pastor Hendrickson, you got edumacated folks that are in tune with this. And I looked up the word heard. And in this translation, it is ismar. And it means this. It means to hear audibly, to accept a request. It sagaciously suggests to all of us that God not only heard their cries, but he accepted their request for rescue. That's good right there. Can I break it down like this? My, my daughter, Caitlin. Caitlin was about the age of three years old and the apartment that we used to live in uh, as soon as you open the door, you see the couch and Caitlin is on the couch and she is crying. She is weeping. She has uh, mucus coming out of her nose. I open the door and I only begin to realize that my daughter is there crying. Why is she crying? She is groaning and crying because my wife put her on time out and told her that she needed to sit on the couch. And so what is a father to do in this situation? I want to deliver my daughter from the situation and pull her in my arm. But I know my wife has already spoken and I don't want to go against her. And so the spirit spoke to me and the 
father in heaven told me, look here, this is what you're going to do. I said, Caitlin, I can't deliver you from this couch right now. But what I am going to do is I'm going to sit down on this couch with you so that when your punishment is over, we're going to come out of this together. Do I have a witness in here? Ain't it so good to know that God will be with you in the midst of your situation and not leave you there to suffer by yourself and bring you out together with them? It's so good that God grants our requests for rescue. God will respond to your tears. God will respond to your pain. God will respond to your anguish. The Bible says that their cries ascended up to God. And the text says that as it rose up to God, he heard their groans. Take your time. Number two, when you cry out to God, it draws you closer to God and God closer to you. I love that. And some of y'all been going to church for a long time and I was blessed by uh, Brother Manders and his group decree. And it's an awesome group. And, you know, some of the things that I've noticed about choirs and I've noticed about people who sing is this, is that there is a dynamic in music and it's called uh, the dynamic in music called mezzo piano or mezzo forte or a diminuendo. Now, what is a diminuendo? Check this out. A diminuendo is there to accentuate the music. You see, most musicians, whether they sing or play, they would tell you that it's not easy to do it, but it's done to accentuate the music. And to the listener, although the music is low in a diminuendo, the notes are low, there is a beauty in it that we respond to. It's amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen a choir do it, but they would whisper some of the notes and they would play softly called a diminuendo. But here's what's amazing is that the reaction of the crowd gets excited, they are energized and they start applauding because of the lowness of the singing of the notes that raises them up to act and to do something. Can I make it personal? May I suggest to you this evening that even when you are at your weakest, God hears your diminuendo praises and God moves on your behalf. God responds to the discordant notes of pain in our life, the notes of predicament. It was the moments that I thought I lost it all. God heard my cry and responded to my need. I'm going to give y'all a praise break right there mm, before I go into the next thing. May I suggest to you that we need to know how to groan and cry before God. Because sometimes it is in our painful positions that God uses pressure to produce within us a power that is unlike no other. You do know that you a diamond cannot a diamond cannot be produced unless there is pressure. You know a plane can't take off unless there's pressure from the top and pressure from the bottom. You know that some of the best meals you have ever eaten has come out of mama's pressure cooker because I've been long enough to know that sometimes pressure is a prerequisite for praise. And church is the place where we learn how to praise God. Church is a place where we come to give our faith food, as Reverend Adolph Jr. suggests. Church is the place is where we feed our faith, is where we get food. Because if you don't feed your faith, it will die. If you don't feed a dog, it's going to die. If you don't feed an animal or whatever it is, it's going to die. We come to church to feed our faith. We don't come to church or to come to the quarantine revival to eat junk food. We don't come here looking for somebody else to prick us. We come to hear good word of God because you got to understand with my daughters, I always tell them that there's a junk difference between junk food and there's a 
difference between food food. You got to understand there's a difference between the two. You see, junk food is uh, uh, chips and soda and all those things, and they will never fill you up. And that's the problem that's happening with God's people is that we are filling our faith with junk food. But you got to come to church and fill yourself up with some food food. What is Food, food. If I was American, I'd say you need some collard greens, some mustard greens, some cornbread, some red beans, some and some things like that. If I was West Indian, I'd say you need some rice, cassava, dumpling, breadfruit, edamame, saltfish. If I were Bermudian, I'd say you need some saltfish, some codfish, and some potatoes and all. That's food, food. Why? Because food, food gonna hold you down. Let me tell you something. We don't go to God to be entertained with junk food. We come to God for food, food. That's going to hold you down. Can I give you some food right now? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a very present help in a time of trouble. The Lord is a strong tower. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. That's food, food that's going to hold you down. And I know you may not like it and you may not want it, but we try to avoid it. But God has to put us there so we can know what it means to weep, to cry out, even when we feel like we are wet, we are weak. Because the text says that when we are weakest, that's when we are made strong. And I wish there were six people right now who can hit the like button, hit the heart button, who could testify. If you knew my whole story, you would not be rolling your eyes every time I shout. If you knew my whole story, you wouldn't be looking at me funny every time I stand up when I used to stand up in church and sit down. When I walk into the courts of God, I will enter there with thanksgiving and praise because you don't know what I've been through. That's why there's always a story behind behind everybody's glory. So if you would just excuse me, let me cry out to God and let me say for every mountain you brought me over, for every trial you see me through, for every blessing, hallelujah, for this, I give you praise. Don't give me no tissue. Don't give me no towel. I don't want no Kleenex. Let me cry out to my God. And what this world needs right now is some crying out to God. What this world needs right now is deliverance from white nationalism that is cloaked in spirituality. We need deliverance from white Jesus. We need deliverance from Eurocentric biblical interpretation. We need deliverance from capitalism, racism, two-facedism, and Trumpism. We need, we need deliverance from those things. And my question today is, who will weep for the thousands of migrant children separated from their parents? Who will weep for the victims of mass incarceration? Who will weep for the food deserts in our communities? Who will weep for the missing black girls in our nation? Who will weep for a better system that does not take from the poor to pay to the rich? Who will weep for the mothers who have lost their sons and daughters to police brutality? Who will weep for the victims of injustice? Who will weep for the people who are taking advantage every day? Day. Who will weep for the children of God who are exploited by gospel pimping preachers of prosperity? Who will weep for our children that have left the church? Who will weep for our women clergy who have to meet the same goals, baptize the same amount of people, raise the same time, but will not be recognized by their male counterparts in this very church? We need people who will cry out to God against injustice. And when we learn to cry out, 
We learn the language of God because things happen when you cry. If you don't believe me, just check out blind Bartimaeus who cried unto Jesus and the toad told him to shut up. The crowd told him to shut up and he cried out more. And the text says that Jesus got closer when Hagar lifted up her voice in the wilderness of Beersheba. God drew near when Hannah wept bitterly outside the temple of God, the temple of the Lord. God noticed and remembered when David became weary with moaning, God did not become weary with listening for the Bible says the Lord. Lord has heard my plea and the Lord has heard my cry. And point number three, in the midst of our cries, God still remembers. I'm getting ready to wrap up. I know we got a, got a schedule. The text tells us this, that God remembered the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's good right there. I know that there are times in our lives when we get beside ourselves in the midst of our trials and we tend to think that God has forgotten about us that God has forsaken us or left us to die out here by ourselves. But can I remind you that God does not forget, that he does not sleep nor slumber, that he knows all things, that he is the God that remembers and sees all. And it says this, that he remembers the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I shout every time I read that, that every time God says that he remembers the covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And the reason why I shout always there is because I always give God praise. Because notice what God says here. He calls Abraham by his new name and not his old name, Abraham. He calls Isaac by his name and not some other name. But then he goes and says that I made a promise to Jacob. And y'all do know who Jacob is, right? His name is deceiver, liar, and cheater. And God says, I made a promise with Abraham, the father of nations. I made a promise with Isaac. Who, who, um, who was willing to follow his father, give his life. But I also made a promise with Jacob. And God always uses Jacob's name. That God says, I made a promise with his backsliding, sinful, conniving, deceiving self. That just means I may not be as faithful as Abraham. I may not be as obedient as Isaac, but I do know that I got some Jacob inside of me. And even though I mess up from time to time, God still keeps the promise that he made with me. You see, righteous people don't like that. Them holier, sanctified, sedity people don't like that. They don't like to hear that the word says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. They walk around like they have already made it. But God says, look, just as much as I'm the God of Abraham, I am the God of Jacob's. And it's the thing about it is that God remembers. And so even in the midst of your life, in the midst of things not going the credit that you want to be, God still remembers. Why is that encouraging? Because you can't get caught up in the right now that you forget that God has an as yet. Let me say that one more time. What's encouraging is that you can't get caught up in the right now because God always has an as yet. And the Bible says that he looked down on the people of Israel and he knew. Stop right there, Pastor. God kept the whole situation in his thoughts. He bore in mind the sufferings, the wrongs, the hopes, the fears, the groans, the despair, the appeal to him, the fervent supplications and prayers. God knew all, remembered all, counted every word, counted every sigh, counted every anguish, counted every pain, counted every problem, counted every hurt, counted every heartache, counted every sorrow, every tribulation, and gathered every tear in his bottle, noted all things kept it in his book, did not remain silent, but then with, with vengeance delivered his people with a marvelous outbreak. And so here's my favorite part of the text. It says, because they cried, he heard, he remembered, he knew, 
And then the text says it was time for him to act. I love that. That last part, time for him to act. And I'm going to take, I'm going to bounce after this point right here because I think the Lord has just filled me up. And I was, I'm going to take, I'm going to do it like this, the best way I know how to. And it's with a story. I was watching an interview by Denzel Washington, and you have probably seen this as well. And the interviewer asked Denzel, what is your best role? Denzel said, my next role is my best role. The interviewer was confused and perplexed by Denzel Washington's uh, response to the question. And he asked him the question again. He said, what would you say is your best role of all the movies that you made? What is your best role? Denzel looked back at him and said, my next role is my best role. The interviewer asked him one more time, I think you may have misunderstood me that uh, uh, I'm asking you what of all the movies, what was your best role? Denzel looked back at him and said, look, I know what you said. You don't understand. My next role is my best role. In other words, I think we need to shout right now because if you're looking at God and you asking him, God, what is the best move that you've done? God says, look, my next role is my best role. What was God's next role? God sent a mahogany, melanin-skinned man by the name of Moses from the shores of Africa, a dark-skinned brother to raise them out of their poverty and out of their oppression. My next move is my best move. What is God's next move? If you look down and fast forward into the New Testament, here comes a boy from Nazareth. His name is Jesus, Rose of Sharon, Lily of the Valley, Bright and Morning Star, the H-N-I-C, head Nazarene in charge. His next move is his best move. Open the eyes of a black man. Open the eyes of a blind man. Raise a sick girl from the dead. Heal the woman with the issue of blood. My next move is my best move. Fed five thousand hungry people died on Calvary, but that's not my last move. My next move is my best move. Rose up early on Sunday morning with all power in his hands. My next move is my best move. He's coming back riding on a white horse and on his thigh is written King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I wish I had somebody to celebrate with me that in the midst of your oppression, cry out, watch God's next move be his best move. God that you serve has an invention to bring you out of whatever situation that you are in. I wish I had two or three people in here, my digi disciples, my web worshipers, who could look back over their life and say, you know what? God's next move was his best move. When I was laying in that hospital with syringes in my arm and an IV going through me, God lifted me up, plant my feet on solid ground, and now I'm here today. My next move is my best move move. When I look back over my life and see all the things that I've been through, my soul shouts hallelujah. Thank you, God. You've been good to me. My next move is my best move. When I opened up the cupboards and I ain't have no food inside of there. When I looked inside the fridge and I ain't have no food inside there. But when I looked at my table, God put a meal in front of me because his next move is his best move. When I had ran out of gas in my tank and my tank was on E. I didn't realize that the E stood for everlasting. My next move is my best move. We serve a God who never runs out of ways to deliver us out of situations. I don't care how much injustice is in the world. I don't care how much sin is going on right now. I don't care about Trumpism and racism and two-facedism and even churchism of people talking about us. God's got a next move. It's his best 
mess move, but we got to know to act the same way God's act and believe that it's already done. Somebody ought to shout, my next move is my best move because you can't hold God down. You can't shut down freedom from the man who who created freedom. And that's all I got to say here today. I've been blessed. I pray that you've been blessed as well. But just know and understand that injustice won't last forever. That tribulation won't last forever. That sorrow won't last forever. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. My next move is my best move. And that makes me want to holler. Let's pray. God Almighty, we thank you so much that in the midst of our As we look at the injustice that is facing this world, we will continue to weep and cry out. And as we holler, Lord, we know that you will hear and then you'll know when it's time to act. And so, Lord, I pray on behalf of all the folks that are listening today that they would not give up and understand that your next move is your best move. And so thank you, God, for all that you have done. Thank you for this revival, which we say in your name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, amen, and amen. Pastor, we appreciate you. Mighty man of God for bringing that power-packed word. I want to just encourage all of you who've tuned in this evening, do not sit on this message. The world needs to hear this. We need to make sure that we share this word with this world, with this word with the world, because it is transformative and it is powerful. And the anointing of God is on your life, Dr. Kalasar. And we say thank you for coming through and being faithful to the call of God on your life. Let me just go ahead and pause right here because God has given us a message that is intended to not just encourage us or motivate us to get our blood pumping and our adrenaline flowing. No, 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 no. This was a call to action. And I appreciate you, Dr. Kalasar, because you are one who is not merely about concepts and giving us information. No, 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 no. You are interested in the transformation of the people of God. And we are called to go out there and do a work for the kingdom. And I appreciate you for this challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, if you receive that challenge, if you want to say thank you, God, for this mighty man of God who came through and delivered that powerful message, I dare you right now to just say amen in the comments. I see you. Say amen, y'all, in those comments. Let's celebrate God for what he has done. And let's also be sure to share this message because somebody else needs to hear it. Dr. Kalasar, we can't let you leave. We cannot let you leave before we pray a prayer of covering over you because this word here tonight was so on time with everything that we're dealing with in America and around the world. This was God's message for us in this moment, a Rima word. And we say thank you, but God has to continue to use you because mm. there are more people than who tuned in on this stream tonight who need to receive this type of charge, this type of message. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Pastor Hendrickson, can you please doc, come in, pray for this man of God, Let's cover him right now. Ladies and gentlemen, while you're tuning in, I want you right now to just pause. And I dare you to start praying for him, even as Pastor Hendrickson lifts up his voice in intercession. Let's pray. Thank you. Father God, we are 
so in awe of what we heard tonight. We thank you for this reminder, God, tonight that, that we have lost something in our desire to want to be okay, in our desire for everything to look pristine and proper. We have lost the ministry of lamenting and understanding that even when we lament with us, Father, walking in this road together with us, Father, we, we have lost something. And yet, as we look around in the world, we realize that that there are things going on that make us truly want to holler. But we say thank you for this mighty message tonight, reminding us that even with all that's going on, as was said at the end, the, the next move is the best move. And we can look, look at our lives, Father, and seeing over and over how you have brought us through so many difficult seasons and so many difficult times. For Pastor Kalazar, we thank you for him, Father, for his reminder to us, Lord, that you still have have the best is yet to come for each and every one of us. And so, Father, in as much as he's spoken that over our lives, I speak that over his life, Lord, that the best is still yet to come in his marriage, that the best is still yet to come in his ministry, the best is still yet to come with his influence. And for all the good things that he has done, Father, he has not yet reached the pinnacle because the next move is still going to be the best move. And so, Father, I pray that you'll enlarge his territory. I pray for him as he works with the, with the various organizations organizations that he leads and is a part of there in Dallas as he works to build up a community that will be cognizant not just of a prophetic gospel, but of a gospel that is socially conscious as well. Father, I pray that you'll be with his wife and his children, that you'll protect them as they march on in this journey together. Father, for everyone who has heard this message, may we leave this virtual room tonight changed and different, Father, seeing that we now need to be called to action and move us in a way that will move just from being angered and disgusted, Father, for the moment, but it will spur us into wanting to do something, Father. And much like others will cry out and say, what must I do to be saved? May we stand up and say, what must I do to act and help my brother and all my sister through this season? So we thank you for this reminder. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen, man. Thank you, Pastor Man, thank you, Damon. Thank you, James. Man, you guys are awesome. I think y'all gonna go another week. I think, man, this thing. Is cool, man. This thing is you great. know what? I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I want to let the people know that there is an announcement that will be made tomorrow night. Well, I'm share with you what God has told us to do pushing forward. Because again, these three weeks, y'all, these three weeks have been a clear indication that there's a hunger out there for the word mm -hmm. and that yeah. there is a void that God wants us to fill. Yeah. So again, thank you so much, Doc, for coming through. Thank you so much, Pastor Hendrickson, for coming through. Yeah. Let me go ahead and share something with you guys real quick. Let me share this with you guys. So after Pastor Hendrickson encouraged us to give, can I just encourage you? Because I have, we haven't even shut this live stream down yet. But after this encouraging word, after the spirit of God convicted your heart, you all did not just sit as this man was preaching. As about, I got to bring him back. Doc, I need you to hear this. I need you to hear this. Both of you. While you were preaching, I want you to know that the people of God were inspired to not just receive an, inspiration, an inspirational message, but also to respond. And one of the ways they've responded is by giving. Can I tell you that before you were done preaching, People by the from the beginning of your sermon to the end of your sermon have given almost five hundred dollars. Wow! Yeah. Wow! That's, that's, so, 
into yeah. the lives of people who are struggling. Isn't that the charge tonight? That, that yep. is, yeah, man. That is, that, is, that and that is the one way to respond to injustice. And we have, we we can use what's in our hand. We yeah. have what it takes to yeah. turn this thing around. And by us, you know, people sacrificing. You know, the church in Acts, Bible says that they gave everything, and there was no poor amongst them. Wow. And that's where we got to get back to community for our people. So, man, bless you. Bless all that gave. I'm yeah. going to give my offering, too, because I believe in what God has inspired you guys to do. And I believe that you all are acting. You're not just sitting. You are acting. So praise God for that. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want to share with you guys two opportunities here just for those of you who might not know. And for a reminder for those who do that you can give through Cash App by sending your seed to the money sign, the quarantine revival. Screenshot this if you need to. We just want you to know that you do have opportunities to give through Cash App as well as PayPal because some of you are not able to give through Cash App, but PayPal is another opportunity where you can use the quarantine revival at gmail.com. Let me remind all of you that every single cent that is given goes toward people who are in financial crisis. Maybe I should remind you guys that in less than three weeks, you have given over $5,000 to 11 families that are in financial crisis, and we celebrate you for that. We say thank you. Let me give this encouragement. If you are a family who's in financial need, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Quarantine Revival Facebook page. Send us a private message. Send us an email if you feel like sending us an email. Go to the quarantine revival at gmail.com and send us an email, y'all. Let us know where you are, how we can be a blessing to you because people are giving so that you might be blessed. And we, again, appreciate you guys for sowing and for pouring. Man, what an amazing night. What a great way to start our Sabbath, man. God is so good. I'm already excited because God is moving in a mighty way. Woo! And I know that God is going to continue to keep you motivated through this quarantine season. Again, we celebrate Dr. Kalasar. Don't forget, he does have that, that nonprofit that is entitled Raise Your Voice. And we want you guys to go support it. Go out there, look up Dr. Jamie Kalasar and everything he does. We need you to get behind it because it's not just about pulling people into a sanctuary. No, he's encouraging us to leave the four walls of the church and to hit the road of service and be a ministry to those who are around us. At this time, again, I want to say thank you for tuning in. Tomorrow night, we have our QR Mystery Night. Now, let me bring Pastor Damon Hendrickson back in here as we prepare to close. Doc, we got two mysteries. We got a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of mysteries on tomorrow night. Can I tell y'all, not only do we have our mystery night, and I'm going to come back to that, we'll tell you why I'm laughing, but we also have our baptism that's going to be taking place tomorrow night, y'all. God is good. God is yes, good. sir. So we're yes, excited sir. about that as well. But let me tell you why I was laughing about our QR mystery night. Pastor Hendrick said, I went online. Mm -hmm. and all of you are supposed to be submitting your guesses. Who do you think? Who? What's your vote? Who do you think the preacher and the singer are? I saw somebody put, for the singer, they looked at that silhouette, and I'm not going to call them out or nothing, mm -hmm. but they said that the silhouette looked like Kiki Shear, Kiera Shear. Now, I wish I could pull this up real quick, but I need y'all to know that 
<laughs> that it's not Kier Sheer. Please, oh. <laughs> please look at that. <laughs> please look at that silhouette again, and it is not her. <laughs> no, make another guess. Don't guess her, please. And if you are able to guess both of guess both of them, we're gonna bless you with the financial seed of a hundred dollars just to say thank you for participating and to in this financial crisis bless you real real good so again please, please participate submit your vote on our facebook page go to instagram and if you guess it right we'll celebrate you tomorrow night but we want you to come and we want you to worship with us thank you so much that pastor damon hendrickson for coming through y'all press the heart button for pastor all the way from bermuda man he's been coming through and we appreciate you and celebrate you at this time we're going to go ahead and play our outro and we again say thank you press that share button because someone needs to get this word god bless you <laughs>